Okay. Good evening. Hope you're all doing great. We are learning Maseches Kitten Daf Chaf, and we're starting about ten lines down or so, three lines before the wide lines on Yud Testament Bay, starting with the words Amar Ravina. Let's jump right right in. Amar Ravina. He said Amar Li Amemar Hachi Amar Meremar. He said in the name of Meremar Mishmei Derav Dimi, and they said in the name of Rav Dimi Hani Beitre Diyov Gita Kamai. There are two people who presented a get in front of me. Tzriche the Mikre. We needed the get to be read out loud. Says the Gemara, why would that need to be the case? First long line, we have a b'risa that reads as follows. If a man says the phrase, and then, and then he took it, and he threw it into the sea, or into a fire, or anything that would ruin the get. And then he said, nah, I know I said but really it was another kind of star, and it really wasn't to get. The halacha is megureshes, as we saw this yesterday. And basically, she's trapped, and she's kind of stuck, and they probably have to redo a document. No, well, I'm not means it's a full-fledged get, and we don't believe him. Rashi said earlier, almost exactly halfway down. I see that, but the local... And then we'll also, we don't listen to him. He does not, I'm sorry, I'm going to go, oh. No, it's fine, it's fine. Right. I don't mind being corrected. I'm sorry. don't believe a word he says. He gave her a gag, he said it. What's the low call heymenu? What does that mean? It, he does not have the right or the ability, the osra, to make us Migureshes. And Ashes Ish, his wife, but rather we ignore him and say he gave a gag. So that's Rashi. She's Migureshes. Yeah. 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 The low call heymenu, the osra. We don't believe him at all. We don't believe right. him at all. Okay. Yeah. No, no, that's it. This stop, stop being a clown. The husband is incapable of prohibiting her. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that fits perfectly. So the Gemara says on this brisa, if in fact it's true that a get needs to be read, then lavasar de karyuha, after the get is read out loud, then obviously it's not a star amana or a star pasim. Then says the Gemara, Mi matzi omar How could he ever say, no, I was joking around? So the Gemara says, this sounds like a stira because we had said originally it needs to be read. Clearly here it's not being read. Says the Gemara, Lo that after it was read, um, he put it into his sleeve and then he pulled out a document. And we don't know if maybe there was a switcheroo. I actually don't know how this fits with the Brysa because the Brysa said he threw it into a fire. Maybe what they're just, maybe what they mean by that is it's out of sight. You have to retranslate the Brysa a little bit. And says the Gemara, I might have thought that maybe when he put it up his sleeve that he swapped out from one document to another, that we're not concerned about that. And she is Megurashas. Ahu Gavra, there was a man, he, uh, he threw his wife's get and it fell amongst a collection of jugs. You know, the hoarders in the backyards where they have like all of the milk cartons and all those kinds. This was the wife and the husband was throwing this into the backyard. And when she uh, went into the into the collection of everything in the backyard to go pick up the get, she found the mezuzah. So it says the Gemara, Amar Abnachman mezuzah beni doni lo that's very unlikely that there's going to be uh, a mezuzah there. So the fact that they found one there doesn't mean that there's a hundred there. It just means that there's one over there. And Lamaisa, there's probably a get somewhere, and that's a problem. only that's only true. That's only true if you find one mezuzah. But if you find two or three mezuzos, because we assume, therefore, 
because we know that there were two or three mezuzahs that were there, Hanami Havai, we assume that the get was also there. The Gita Amor Achbarim Shakluha. And we should therefore say that the get was there and it was taken by some rodents. Yeah, Rav doesn't like it. These are halachic assumptions. Take a look at Rashi. Aval Tarte Tlas. We see multiple documents there, but this guy only threw one. He says, There was definitely something there before. We have to fear. It doesn't mean that it did happen. It means we have to be concerned that it happened. And therefore, maybe she is in fact divorced. I agree with your head nod though. I, I hear I hear loud and clear. At what point do we say that Akbarim Shaklua? When do we have to say that? Uh, talk about Lo Shriach. I mean, have you ever seen a mouse carrying like a packet of papers like around the field? Like that's not that's not common. Okay. Maybe it's just that they gnaw and eat at it instead of not take take it away. Yeah, it doesn't say. I mean, it says Shaklua. It says Shaklua. Akbarim Shaklua. What? Oh, really? It says he threw it to his wife. A document. A document. Rolled up. If you can imagine the diploma rolled up with a piece of string. And when she leaned down, that's what the mezuzah looked like. So she picked it up. Do we assume it's a mezuzah? Or do, so if it's only a mezuzah, only one mezuzah, we assume one thing. It could be rolled up. It could be just a little pencil shape. You know, it could be very tight. How, many, I mean, how much? I don't worry about how, many, how big is the actual text of the. Yeah. It's 12 lines. Gimel plus Tess is 12. The first Tosos in the that talks about that. It's not a lot of text. But they're both written on, uh, potentially on cloth. Right. They could look very similar from the outside. So the Gemara makes a chiluk between finding one mezuzah there, and therefore we don't have to assume it's a get, or finding two or three mezuzahs there, and therefore. It's likely that there's a get. Ah, you can't find a get. Maybe a, a mouse took it. And the Gemara says two lines from the bottom. Listen to this one. This guy goes into Shul. Shokal Sefer Tori goes into the Aron Kodesh. <laughs> this is not a good marriage. I'm just saying like they, they need couples therapy. Shokal Sefer Torah. The guy walks in and he grabs a Sefer Torah. He goes over to the women's side and says, hey, take this. We're divorced. So the Gemara says, Omar la, he says to her, Ha giteh, <laughs> this is your get. So Omar of Yosef, what are we concerned about? That's ridiculous. There's so many things wrong with this scenario, not the least of which is that the husband is being extremely dramatic. That is not how we do things. So imishum meimilin, if you want to say that the problem is that it's written with meimilin, ain meimilin, algabe meimilin, we already know that the cloth is treated in a certain way. Um, and uh, that's what Rashi says over here. It was already coated with gall nuts. So it can't be talking about the halachic concern of Meimilin written on Meimilin. That's not the concern. And says the Gemara at the top of Chafa Medalf, Imishum Krisus to Ispa. If you want to say that the problem is the Krisus, so you, you didn't write this for your wife. This was pre-written. You went into Shul and you grabbed this paper. It was already pre-written. So you can't call that lishma in order to divorce your wife. And says the Gemara, uh, you pre-gamed the whole thing. You actually, you actually paid the sofer to write a sefer Torah. And you said, when you get to sefer dvarim, 
And you get to the psukim v'chosav lav anasam biyada. Please have in mind, my, this is like the really, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? The husband who's very, what's the word? Uh, can't remember. <laughs> Not crazy. Vindictive. He's a very vindictive husband. He's going the extra mile to, for this. So they dance in the Sefer Torah and then he brings it to his wife and says, I raise a gitech. So if you want to say that we do have lishma, because he paid for it to be done this way before the Sefer Torah was written, says the Gemara still, and we have to skip this word. It does not belong. Shemo, Ushema, his name and her name, Shem Iro, Vishem Ira, his city and her city, Veleka. So if that's true, then this whole story that's being presented over here, what's the point? Rav Yosef, my Kamashman, what is being taught over here? Says the Gemara, Shein Me Milan, Algabe Me Milan. That's just to teach you the story is a. Uh, Kakamani, sorry, just for this one idea, which we already learned elsewhere. I don't know why the Gemara doesn't present that as a question, but it says that to teach us ain't memil and agave memil. So it says the Gemara, Amar Avchiza, next story, seven lines down on Chafamadali. Get Shekasvo Shalolishma. Let's say you have a document in front of you. Looks perfect. Shalolishma. Have your love kulmus lishma. And what you did is, you, let's just say it's in black ink. You took a quill and you, you dipped it in the ink, and you wrote over every single letter that's there, but lishma, so it looks the same, but now the upper layer of ink, the top layer of ink, is lishma. This brings us to a fascinating machlokas between Rabbi Huda and the Rabbanon. And the Gemara says, <clears throat> we have a brisa. Let's say you have a sofer who's writing a sefer Torah. And he wants to write the Shem Hashem Yud Yudke Vavke. And then he made a mistake. When he started writing Yud Yehuda and Yudke Vavke, just has, has the extra dala. That's the only difference between the name. We discussed this in the Masechta also that Yehuda was Zocha to have a Kodesh Baruch Hu's name in it. So it's either Yudke Vavke Shem Hashem or Yud Hey Vav and then Dalit and then Hey Yehuda. And then he spaced out and he started thinking about the name Yehuda. And then Vitav Elohitil Bodalis. Then he forgot the Dalit. His, the word should have been Yudke Vavke, and it was Yudke Vavke. That's what he wrote. But his brain was thinking Yehuda. And he said, oh, I forgot to write Yehuda. Oh, wait, no, this actually works. It is Yudke Vavke. So this is a machlokas. Mavir alav kum musumekacho. Says the Gemara Divir of Yehuda that according to him, you can just take a quill and go over. You can go over the Yudke Vavke and make it lishma. This is not the way to write Shem Hashem. And the Gemara wants to say that this is a comparison to our case of a get, and maybe we have the same machlokas, Rabbi Yehud and the Rabbanan, as we do by a Sefer Torah. Perhaps we have the same machlokas by a get that's written Shalom and when you overwrite it, then we have a machlokas, Rabbi Yehud and the Rabbanan. The Gemara says, Amar Bar Yaakov, I don't agree. Dilma Lohi, perhaps Ad Khan lo Kamri Rabbanan Hasam Devinan Zekeli Van Veuvaleka. Maybe the problem is by a Sefer Torah that we have a din of Zekeli van Veu. Sefer Torah na, Lulav na, Tfilin na, we have a din of uh, Zekeli van Veu. I got new batim for my Tfilin. I still have my old ones in my house, the ones my father bought me. I still have them at home. But they were no longer together, Zekeli van Veu. The corners were rounding a little bit. So I asked a Shiloh by Robinson, and he said, you really should buy new batim. So I bought new batim because of Zekeli van Veu. We have that din by a Sefer Torah. Where do we not have that din? Aval hocha by gitin, lo. There is no din of zekei So perhaps the machlokas of Rabbi Yehud and the Rabbanon is isolated only to a Sefer Torah, where we have this concept of zekei that we're going to glorify Hashem by doing the mitzvot and with a higher fashion. And maybe by a Sefer Torah, if you write the name of Hashem, shalolishma, then you're done. That whole cloth then becomes uh, shemos and it needs to be buried. 
Perhaps that's the case, but by Gittin, we would not say that the same machlokes applies. And the Gemara says that we therefore, it doesn't say this, the Gemara implies that we reject the sheet of Rav Chizda, who seems to say that a get that's low lishma, and you cover it again with a little bit more ink, is the same machlokes, perhaps it's not. A third of the way down, the Gemara says, Amar Rav Chizda, Yechilna lemifsalin hu lekula gita da'ama. What was the the case was that really, let's just make this a Vaidaber Hashem El Moshe The sofer needs to write the word Hashem now. Yud Kevavke. He starts writing, but in his brain he thinks he's writing Yehuda. His intent is to write Yehuda. Betos he writes Yud Kevavke, even though that's really the word that belongs there. So the Gemara says you wrote Shem Hashem Shalolishma because in your brain it was Yehuda, but what came off your quill was Yud Kevavke. And even though that's the word that belongs there, because it's not by Daber Yehuda, it's by Daber Hashem, but that shame is Shelo Lishma. So the Gemara says that if you go over the shame Hashem with a quill to add a little bit more ink, that's a machlokas, Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanan. Rabbi Yehuda allows it and the Rabbanan do not. So the Gemara says perhaps that machlokas is true by a get, Shelo Lishma. And the Gemara rejects that idea because Zekhele van Veyu applies to a Sefer Torah, but it does not apply to Gitten. Does that make sense? So the Gemara then says that in the name of Rav Chizda, uh, this is what uh, Postkim know how to do. He says, I could undo and undermine every get on the planet. I can always find a problem with, with a get. It's easy. Why is that? The Pasuk says that the husband has to write. Really, she's the one who's writing it. What does that mean? She's the one who's writing it. It doesn't mean that. It just means that the money is going to her. She's writing it, but he's writing it, but she's really the beneficiary. So that's that's ridiculous. Maybe the rabbis with a halachic assumption, make it as though, yes, you're right that the money's going to her, but it's an odd argument to start with. But the Gemara says we reject that concern. So then how then can Rav Chizda pasal get Ve'alamishum, it must be dechsi v'nasan. Maybe because it says v'nasan, you have to hand it to her. V'hachalo yoiv lamidi, the paper. Maybe you didn't give her anything. Why does the Gemara say that you didn't give her anything? You did give her something because the paper has no value. Could you imagine taking a piece of printing paper? You buy a ream of paper for six bucks. Paper is nothing. The paper has no value, even parchment, which is more expensive. So maybe the Gemara says that Rav Chizda is trying to say, I could undermine any get under the sun because the, that v'chasav, uh, that v'nasan, that you have to give it to her, you really haven't given her anything. And Dilma, Dilma perhaps Nesin has geti. Maybe you're right. You didn't give her something that's worth any value, but the get has halachic value. And maybe that's why it says the Gemara Teta, the Shalchumitam, we learned from over there. We learned from Eretz Yisrael, Kaswali, Surah Hana, Kasher. We, in fact, learned that a get that's Aser Behana is Kasher. So let's say you have uh, some type of food that's Aser Behana. Let's say you have a piece of paper that's been pressed out of Basar B'chalam, whatever the case may be, some odd scenario. So says the Gemara, that's a, that's kosher. Afalpi, that there's no financial value and you can't even benefit from it. It's kosher. The Haraya, that Rav Chizda can't be concerned about the value of the paper because we see, because we see that even when it's Asr Be'ana, the get is still kosher, so that can't be it either. The Gemara outright rejects this sheet of Rav Chizda. There is no easy way to undermine every get. And I might add, it's probably a very bad idea to try and undermine Gittin after they've been given, because that's when Mamzerus Shilos come up. Oh, you think you're really divorced? 
So that's not a good thing to do. So that's what the Gemara says by Reb Chisa. Now let's analyze this Isra Hanalai. The Gemara says halfway down on Chafam and Aleph Grupa. We just learned, and this was a raya to undermine Reb Chisda. Shalchumitam, we learned in Eretz Yisrael that Kasval Isr Isre Hana Kasher, that if a get is written on something that's Asr Be'ana. So the halacha is that the get is kasher. Amar Ravashi af ana nami tanina. We learned this already. Al ha'Allah shel zayis. We learned this about uh, the leaf of an olive tree, which is a lot of longevity. It's a type of leaf that doesn't wither very quickly. And the Gemara says that uh, there's no financial value there. So maybe that's similar. Maybe we already learned it. So why bother teaching it to me again? Why is it that we have a specific din teaching me that something that where a get is written on something that's usher be'anah, that the get is kosher? We already learned about the leaf, says the Gemara, because the leaf and the isr hanakes are not the same. Says the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down. Dilma shiny Allah shel zayis, dechazi leads to rufe. Let's say you buy a thousand leaves of an olive tree and you sew them together to make some kind of uh, basket. I don't know, come up with something, but at least there's some function of the leaf that you don't have by something that's Asr Bana. And therefore, uh, we really do need both sources. We need the Isr Hana line and we need the Zayas line. Tanya continuing in. What? If it was paper that was used for like an Asherah or something that it came from, is that also Asherah? is Mechtas What? Yeah, you're going to say the same thing. Yeah, that, that has to be destroyed. But something that has a regular Isr Hanab without the din. Uh, yeah, whatever. Some, some Stam Isr Hanab, but, but an Asherah tree is a, is like the example of a Bodhisar that has a mitzvah to be destroyed. But probably any other sample would work. But uh, uh, there, are, there are some Isr Hanab. Kilaim is Isr Hanab. So let's say you have some Kilaim and then you write on a barley bean that's an Isr Hanab, whatever the case may be. Hey, that's a very small handwriting, but nevertheless, you get the point. Tanya, the Brisa says, Rebbe Omer, Kasfo al Isre Kasher. Rebbe was the one who taught us this then. This is a very complex Gemara. The Baleatosvos are bothered by this on the bottom of the page. The Gemara says, Nafak Levi. Levi, we've discussed this many times. Levi and Bar Kapar were the authors of the Tosefta very, very early on Moraim. They were alongside Rav. Rav and Levi and Bar Kapar were super early on Moraim. And Darshem Ishmei de Rebbe below Kalsuha, when Levi would quote it in the name of Rebbe, nobody praised this idea that uh, something that's Asr Behana can be used for a get and it would be kosher. But Mishmei de Rabim, when Levi would talk about this din, that if a get is written on something that's Asr Behana, that it works. And when he said it in the name anonymously, that this is what everybody does then, Vikal Suha. And Tosos points out that the exact opposite language was used elsewhere. Why is Rebbe's name not considered Chashiv in our Gemara? Ayin Sham in the Tosos, where it's not so simple. And he says on the third line of that Tosos, Lo Yitach in the Farishkain, because in another Gemara it says it exactly the opposite. Okay, not for now. Alma, what do we see? Halacha kavaseh, the halacha taka is this way, that even if a person writes a get on something that has no financial value and or it is asr behana, the halacha is that the get is considered kasha. Tanu Rabbanan, this is a fascinating Gemara. V'chasav, it says you need to write. What's the implication? V'lo chakak, that you're not allowed to uh, engrave. You take a tablet, take a chisel, and you start writing. You write her name, let's say Chano, you, you chisel in a ches. Says the Gemara, Are you telling me that by inference, because the Pasuk says that engraving is not considered to be, that engraving is not considered to be ksiva, how can that be? After all, we have a brisa 
that contrasts two things. The first one is engraving, and the second one is not. By an Eved, where his writing was on a tabla, it was on a, on a piece of stone, upinkas, or something where you're going to chisel in Yotzelacherus. The keep and anduchtery were head garments and they were usually embroidery. There was some type of embroidery. So we see that the tavla was considered um, valuable. It was considered a valid star shikra for the evet. So that shows us that you are allowed to chisel. So Amar Ula, put on your thinking caps. Amar Rebbe Elazar, Lokasha ha dechak tuchos, ha dechak yirichos. There's two ways to chisel. One way to chisel is to remove the stone that isn't the letter, leaving over the letter. So if I want to create a, an eye, I chisel around a box. I make a box and leave the eye in the middle. So that's not writing a letter. That's leaving the letter over after carving. When I indent into and I just chisel an eye or whatever letter, that's different. So says the Gemara, the case of Tuchos is not considered uh, writing. If I chisel around and leave the remaining letters, that's not considered writing. But but if I'm going to chisel the letter straight in, I'm not going to build a letter from it, but I'm just going to chisel the letter straight in. The That is considered to be valid writing. Says the Gemara, but Tuchos low. When you chisel to leave a letter left over, that's not considered writing. Or eight lines from the bottom, where how can that be? It says the Gemara that there was a sample of writing where it wasn't where uh, it wasn't uh, subset into, but it was rather protruding. And they were considered to be perfectly fine. They were valid coins and uh, for halachic purposes too. So says the Gemara, we see that when something is bolate, when a text is, is protruding and you dig around to create that text, if you look on like some of the sitters, like the ones that have leather covers, what they do is they depress the non-important parts of the of the fleshy cover and the part that remains raised is tuchos so the coins were built that way so says the gemara you're right in a way and you're wrong in a way our case of tuchos is like gold coins and it's also not like gold coins you're right that they protrude if you punch in the letters from the back side of the coin then on the front side, it'll look like you you depressed in order to create that. That's what a relief is in, in the art world. A relief is where you press down everything but the parts you want to keep up. So, but if you push it from the back side, then it'll look like you built around it. That's not true. You really pressed it from the back side. That's still considered right. Amarle Ravina the Rav Ashi Rushma. A Rushma, take a look at Rashi. Rashi says eight lines from the bottom. Rushma Chosam Hamadbeya, a signature. On a coin, shakorin coins. If you're looking for the early French words, then this is probably where it came from. And if you take a look at the Hagos Vitzionim in letter Gimel, it's Roshem la Asies Matbeos. This is what we do for coins. That's how we make a coin. So, coins, I presume, is a French word. So, the Gemara says, How are they made? Are they Michrat Scharitz? Michrat Scharitz is a language of pressing down to leave over that which we want to read. So let's say it's a five shekel coin. I press down all the metal, leaving over the number five. So the five protrudes. 
Oh, do we say no, that no, it's the other way around that we press down the parts that we want or we push through the back of the coin where we're pushing everything forward. Which one is it? It's a relief. We press down and leave over the five. Says the Gemara, wait one second. We just saw this. That uh, we saw in the coins that it was protruding, sticking up. And if you want to say that the coin was pressed down, leaving only the text that we want to remain, such as the letter, the number five, top of Chafamid Beis, Havainon, Michta, Beleka. We need to actually fulfill the uh, concept of writing. And this isn't called writing because this is built like a relief. What's the Pasuk of Mechtav? Take a look at uh, the Pasuk on the side if you have one of the older uh, older Gemaras and you can just listen along. The Pasuk says in regards to the Tzitz, Vayasu es Tzitz Nezer HaKodesh Zahav Tahor Vayichtavu Alav Mechtav Pituchei Chosam Kodesh Lashem. By the Tzitz, it says that it needs to be a Mechtav, that it needs to be writing. So says the Gemara, you're absolutely right. How do we get out of this quandary? Top line, Kedinari Zahav Lo Kedinari Zahav. The... Um, the tzitz had similarities to the coins, and it also was dissimilar to the coins in the following way. You're absolutely right that they're similar to coins and that the words kodesh lashem protrude. However, here what we're talking about by the tzitz is that the words protruded forward off the coin's head. When you'd read it, it wasn't an indentation of Kodesh Lashem. It protruded, but the way they made that was by taking off the tits, and on the back side of the tits, they'd write the kuf backwards, they'd write the dalid backwards, and that way it was done in a writing form, pushing from the back of the tits outward. And then when you look at the tits from the front, it reads Kodesh Lashem as a protrusion, but it wasn't done by pressing the metal down and leaving over the words Kodesh Lashem. The Gemara says on Chafim at base, three lines down, four lines down, Bamine Ravame Rav Nachman. Getal Tas Shel Zahav. Let's say, this is a generous divorce, that a man writes a divorce document for his wife on a plate of gold. The Omar law, his Kabli Giteh, Vihis Kabli Ksuvasech. Your get is also your form of payment. Why? Because it's made out of gold and it's worth 200 zoos, whatever the case may be. Clever? says that that's that's like a fine schmecker move if you're going to divorce your wife you use a sheet of gold it's like only the wealthy do things like that and i think they'd be too spiteful to do that really but nevertheless that's the case Mao, what's the din if a man says here's your get and uh, in addition to this being your get it's also your ksuba omar lay rav nachman says back to rava niskabla gita viniskabla ksuvasa it's a double, it's a twofer, you nailed it. You get everything done in one shot. You don't have to write a check. You just have to give over this one thing that has that has the text of the get on it. Eisvei says the Gemara, wait one second. You have to give over the get. Yes, it counts as your get, but the she'ar, the parts where there's no text, where there's extra space, that's what counts as your ksuba. If he says that, then he's ksuba. So that only applies when there's space left over where there's no etchings. But but if there isn't any extra gold, meaning that the dollar amount, the zoo's amount can't be where the text is written. It needs to be that there's enough non-text space that's equivalent to the cost of the ksuba. Otherwise, it doesn't work. It says the Gemara, that's really not correct. Nice try, but not correct. 
Really, it doesn't matter if there's enough gold or or there isn't enough gold in the extra space. It's only if the husband says that this is for you, the gold is also for you. This is for you to keep. She doesn't need to keep the document. She could melt it down and make it into whatever she wants, as long as it's actually valid. My time. Why is it that this is true, that the extra space uh, we don't need an extra, let's say, a half a sheet of gold that's equivalent to 200 zoos. Why not? Because Avir de Megiltahu. Because there's space between the letters. There's a lot of non, non-used space. There's lines. As mentioned, the get was 12 lines. So there's a line before. There's 13 lines of space. So there's uh, of unused space. And therefore, that should count as well. A third of the way down on Chaf Amara Amar Beis. Mirza Hashem will go to the top of Chaf Aleph Amar Aleph, about six lines down. The Gemara says, Tanu Rabbanon. I'm writing this get, but the paper really belongs to me. Says the Gemara, no dice. This get is not kosher. However, if he says, this is your get, but I do want the paper back after this transaction. This counts. No, 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 because he was using it as the payment for Ksuba. So in that case, that the gold would have to stay with her, because in this case, he's he's going to write her a check separately for the for the two hundred suits. But with the gold, it wouldn't work. And is she is she Nelan at at all times to all places to say that she's going to be married. You mean that she's actually divorced? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in general, we say that a woman can say, "I received a divorce." Yeah. I mean, if she's act, if she's halachically from, and there's no reason to question her. We, I run into these issues all the time with Moalim who are not from, or surgeons who are Jewish but conservative. There's a surgeon I work with at Lurie's. He's uh, he totally drops every halachic word the man can conjure up every time we're together, and he uses the word halacha, but he says it halacha like he's got he's trying so hard. It's beautiful. So he wants to know why I have to be present and do the cutting if he's a yid also. You're not Shomer Shabbos. I'm not, I'm not judging you. I love you like a brother, but uh, I'm saying you're not Shomer Shabbos, so you're not, you're not shaykh to the mitzvah. So if this woman is not shaykh to halacha, then she's not Naaman like anybody else lacks Naamans. But she should be believed. Boy, Rav Papa. Rav Papa says, Ben shita l'shita, uven teva l'teva, mine. What if he's making conditions about in between lines? Teiko, we don't know the answer to that. Says the Gemara, maybe we can learn this from the de Sefer, Echad, from the word Sefer in the Pasuk. Maybe we can also should only have one book, and maybe if you parse out each line, then perhaps we would say that there's different Svarim here and that's not allowed. A get can't be written over many documents. It needs to be written in one document. I could get around that by saying that the text is all connected. Rashi explains Sometimes in fancy text, you can see, you can see that the text carries from one line to the next. No problem. Boy, Rami Barchama. Case is brought up halfway down on Chafam at Beis. The Gemara says, um, Haya So there's an Eved. We assume that it's the husband's. The get This get is written on this Eved's hand, and the man owns the Eved. But she shows up to Bezdin with her. 
So what's our halachic assumption of this Evid Aknila. Do we assume that the husband gave this Evid over to the woman so that the get would be valid? Or no, perhaps the Evid is coming on his own accord and really he still belongs to, to he's just there on his own and actually doesn't count as a get at all. Perhaps we could say, we should be much more concerned about the fact that, uh, you know, when you were a little kid, you'd take like a big pen or whatever brand you lived in in that generation, you'd write on your hands. Yeah, with a little saliva, you wipe it off and change the name. No problem. So why shouldn't we be worried about that? Says the Gemara, if that's true, we don't understand the Bryce. Because the Bryce had said, Al Yad shall evet. we should be very concerned about that because we should be able to change the text on the hand of the Evet. And says the Gemara, I can answer that. We could say that really the writing isn't the biggest problem for Rava because perhaps he holds we saw this earlier in the Masechda, that there's a machlokas as to whether Eide Mesira Karti or Eide Chasima Karti. Do we say that that which actually mechanically makes a get work is the witnesses of the writing, of, of sorry, of the Chasima, or is it the witnesses of those who hand over the get to her? So perhaps Rava is of the opinion of Eide Mesira. We don't really care about the text. I'm not so worried about them erasing the get from the Ebed's hand. Okay. But if that's true, says the Gemara, we wouldn't really then understand the Shita of Rami Barchama. The Gemara says, don't worry. Wow, that's not good. He uh, tattooed his Ebed with a get for his wife. Again, another sample where our emotions get the better of us because that's really intense to put a permanent, <laughs> I mean, it's the next level. It's the next level. Says the Gemara, if that's true, there shouldn't have even, really the word Rava makes sense here. We asked Akasha and Rava that maybe the text on the Ebed's hand can change. Well, maybe we should answer over here. Anyways, the Gemara says, My Allah, how do we paskin about this Ebed? The Ebed walked into Bezd, and we don't know if the Ebed belongs to the Baal or if the Ebed really belongs to the Isha. The Gemara says, My Allah, Toshma, Damarish Lakish, Hagodros, Ein Lahen Chazaka. Anything that's portable, is, there's no Chazaka. Take a look at Rashi, a third of the way down. Really, Hagodros is Behemos al shame Gidros Tzon. But really, we're talking here even about the Evid in this case, even though he's not a Behema. But the point is that he's portable. So because he's portable, there is no Chazaka. So unless there's a Raya Brura that she belongs to, to the husband, then there's nothing that we can do about it, and they're not divorced. Six, seven lines from the bottom. We had an assumption that the Tavla, where there was etchings of uh, of a get were, were etched in, and we have an assumption that it's hers. Get but it shows up in his possessions. Mahu, do we have the assumption that it's hers? The chazakas that it's hers, and that it was given over to the husband. Did she give it over to the husband so that he could then give it back to her as a kosher get? Or perhaps she's not knowledgeable. She's not in the basement of day. She doesn't know how this works. And she wouldn't know to be makna to get to the husband so that he could own it, so that he could write her the get. First of the long lines, Tashma, let's see. There was a city that was on the outskirts of Yerushalayim. And there was an older man. He was the guy who gave out all the loans in the community, a wealthy individual, and he gave out all the loans. And he would sign all of the documents. He was making the star, and every and other people would sign. 
And the Gemara says that they brought over this mice about this guy who lived in the outskirts of Yerushalayim. The Chachamim said uh, the documents are kosher. It says the Gemara, why would the documents be kosher? The Pasuk over here is a Pasuk from Yirmiya. And this Pasuk indicates that it really should be the seller that is the one who signs the document. And we don't have that over here because this guy's doing all the all the sign, all the all the reading himself, all the writing himself. It must be that we assume we assume that in the case of this older Zakain, that the assumption was that the seller was being back over to the Zakain so he could do all the writing and therefore the problem is solved and therefore we have our answer. I disagree. The comparison is not a good comparison. You can't compare the case of the Zakain to the case of the Isha to assume that the Isha knew to be this etched stone back over to the husband. Why not? Because Dilma Zakein, shiny, the Yadalaknuya. He's a Rav Tamar Chacham. He knows the difference. He knows the halachos of making a Kenyan, but perhaps a woman doesn't know what she's talking about. That's the second line of Rashi in the middle of the line, top of the page. She doesn't know what she's doing. Maybe she's only lending it, and then the whole thing is uh, is a big problem. So that's what we so we don't know the answer to the question yet about what we assume about a woman who's holding onto this tabla where there's etchings into it with her get. So therefore, on the top line of Chafal HaFamarat, the Gemara says, Perhaps there's an Orev Hayotze La'achar Chitum Shtaros. If there's an Orev, there's a guarantor. The guarantor sees the document after all of the signatures, and he says, I'm the air guarantor for this. If there's an Orev who does this, Gova Minechasim B'nei Chorin. Then, then we do have a level of trust because of the Orev. And the level of trust is not a full trust because you can only collect from properties that are B'nai Chorin, properties that don't have liens on them. When we have 100% trust, you can collect from properties that even do have a lien on them. This Arev is, uh, we don't assume the Arev is a regular businessman. We don't assume him to be a Taman Chacham. And the Gemara wants to compare this to an Isha, that maybe she too would do the same thing, that just like the uh, the Arev knew what the Halachos were, so to the Isha says the Gemara, Lav Davka. Three lines down, maybe the men are different. You guys are all sitting here in the base medrash. The Rebbitons are not sitting here learning these sigas. They don't know. If you would go home right now and ask anyone, do you know who has to own the document of the get before it's given? Nobody would have a clue. No, Most men don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But for sure, women are not learning a daf gemara like the men are. It says the Gemara, Ella, we're back to where we started. What is the din of a woman in regards to her level of knowledge of a tavla where her get is etched into the tavla? A woman can write her own get. Fascinating end to a Gemara. We don't care who writes the get. We only care who does the signatures. And therefore, as an override to whether or not she knew or he knew, it doesn't matter. We only follow the chasim and stop worrying so much about the ownership of the cloth. We'll stop right here. Mir Tashem will pick up tomorrow night on Chafal Famaral of seven lines down at Amar Rava. Wishing you all a beautiful night.